Hello and welcome to the Kinda Sorta Sports Podcast. I'm your host, John Browner. For those of you new to the program, here we kind of talk about sports and we sort of about we sort of talk about things towards the end about politics or anything that is uh, really in the mainstream that catches my eye and I think I can make fun of it. First up on the show today, we're going to talk about empty bowls. Uh, we're also going to talk about how all roses have thorns. And in the sort of portion of the program, you probably guessed it by now, Fox strikes again. I'll get, I'll definitely get more into that. Um, I'm going to read off some things for you. You can, I, the first couple are important to most of the college football watching audience. You tell me when you hear these things, do they ring a bell after the first four? Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Fiesta Bowl. Those mean something. Now, stay with me as I go down this long list of other bowls. Sun Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Gator Bowl, Capital One Bowl, Liberty Bowl, Chick-fil-A Bowl, Advocare Bowl, Holiday Bowl, Outback Bowl, Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, Russell Athletic Bowl, Las Vegas Bowl, Alamo Bowl, Little Caesars Pizza Bowl, Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Music City Bowl, Gold Daddy Bowl, New Orleans Bowl, Fight Hunger Bowl, Hawaii Bowl, Belk Bowl. I don't even know what the hell Belk is. It's played in Arizona. The Armed Forces Bowl, the Poinsettia Bowl, the Texas Bowl, the BBVA Compass Bowl, the New Mexico Bowl, the Military Bowl, the Beef O'Brady's Bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl, the Heart of Dallas Bowl. What the fuck are all those games being played for? I am a person who is about winning and getting to the bottom of things. The reason why the NCAA tournament is so important on the men's side, basketball I'm speaking of, is because you get a clear-cut winner. There is no argument when the tournament is over. The only real discussion is over who blew what. Not who blew who, but who blew what. The best team doesn't always win in the tournament. It's called March Madness for a reason. Anybody, well, 67, I think it's 67 teams now. It used to be 60, 64. Any team in the field has a chance to win. Now, a one, I don't think, has ever beaten a 16, but a two has beaten a 15 and so on. It has happened. And someday a one will defeat a 16. It's possible. You have a chance. It's the best against the best. That's what it's all about when you are crowning a champion. A group of men... Can't tell you who the champion is. The champion is decided on the field. And this has always been my biggest problem with college football. There are entirely too many meaningless bowl games at the end of the year. This is what you call faking it until you make it. These bowl games are not created for the players to have something to play for at the end of the year. These bowl games are for money. Not for the student athlete, for the school, for some crazy advertiser, and
and for the coaches. All whom continuously get paid off of the backs and concussioned brains of collegiate athletes. Now I know some of you are thinking like, oh, we're going to talk about the concussions. I'm not going to talk about concussions. And I'm not going to talk about how the players should be paid. Those are completely two separate podcasts. For instance, the BBVA Compass Bowl means what to whom? It means what to whom? It means $1 million to the ACC, to, to the SEC school who, can, who plays in it and 900000 to the Big East school that plays in it. That's what those things are worth. That's, that's what those games are worth. That's just that one bowl. The BBVA Compass Bowl because we all want to see who's going to come out victorious in that. I can guarantee you right now off the top of your head if someone offered you a million dollars, you couldn't even name a single team that's playing in the BBVA Compass Bowl. I'm doing this podcast right now and neither can I. I wouldn't even waste my damn time looking it up. Bowl games are meaningless. They're worth absolutely nothing. The bullshit about how every college game is like a playoff game. Really? Really? Because you play every single college football game to get to the Texas Bowl. To get to the, 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 the big the time Beef O'Brady Bowl. The Heart of Dallas Bowl. If you want to give me that speech about the Rose Bowl or Orange Bowl or Sugar Bowl, I'll accept that. You can argue. You can argue that with me because those things mean something. Those are four bowl, four, bowl, four bowl games that mean something. They have tradition. They have history. The Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl does not. The Chick-fil-A Bowl does not. That is so people, by people, I mean universities, can continue to make money. The participant, the participants in the Alamo Bowl split $3 million. They split $3 million. Who doesn't want to do that? Of course schools are signing up for that. What's going to, what's going to get you will hopefully get your attention, is what I'm about to tell you next. These are future proposed games. One, the Bahamas Bowl. Why? The Boca Raton Bowl, because we all need that. The Miami Beach Bowl. Why not? The Cure Bowl. That sounds like something nice, right? No. Now, these bowls are just flat out stupid. The Christmas Bowl in Los Angeles, because what makes you think of Christmas? Nothing like the sunny skies of Los Angeles. The Detroit Bowl, the Dubai Bowl that will be played in 2016. The Ireland Bowl also started in 2016. The Little Rock Bowl, because who wants to spend their time in Little Rock, Arkansas? Raise your hand. Don't. Sit around and tell me that the college, that the BCS championship series will not be better than this joke we have now of a bowl system. You can keep repeating to yourself about how important bowl games are to you when the players that are in the bowl games don't even want to play in them. Save it 
Don't waste your breath bringing certain things up to me because it gets my blood boiling. And one of them are bowl games. It's just another way for a university to line their pockets with money. That's it. That's basically it. I, I can't wait for the BCS championship next year. It starts with four teams. Eventually, I'm pretty sure they'll expand it to eight. And from eight, it'll be to 16. Because at the end of the day, I can promise you, they'll figure out a way to generate more, you guessed it, money. They will figure out a way to generate more money off the backs of college athletes by simply offering them a scholarship. While they continue to make millions upon millions of off these players. Now, the point, of, the point of my discussion is this. The point of why I bring this up is this. The BCS championship, like I said, will we'll start next year. Once the BCS, BCS championship starts, then I will begin to actually start paying attention to who's playing who and when they're playing. Period. Because we will finally have a champion crown in college football. As far as I'm concerned, we've never had a champion crown in college football. We will now because it will finally be decided on the field. It will be a playoff format. The way it should have been from the beginning and the way it should be from now on. Now recently we had another situation pop up in the form of Derrick Rose. Now granted, we all know Derrick Rose is more likely for making the news these days due to injury more than actually anything he's done on the court. But this particular news kind of got a lot of people riled up. It was recently leaked by Derrick Rose's camp. Obviously, Derrick Rose's camp, we mean B.J. Armstrong and Reggie Rose. That Derrick Rose doesn't want to go through a rebuilding process. He wants to win with the guys that they have. Now, obviously, this didn't come from Derrick himself. This came from uh, an unnamed source, my favorite kind of source. Derrick Rose is a guy coming off of two knee surgeries, a major ACL tear, and now a torn meniscus in which he will miss four to six months. So, which I also believe he'll play again this year, but that's no here or there. That's not part of the discussion. For anyone in the Derrick Rose in the Derrick Rose camp that is still talking after the debacle that happened last year. After Reggie Rose told Stephen A. Smith that the Bulls, that Derrick Rose would opt out of his contract if the Bulls don't improve their roster, must be smoking dope. They have got to be getting high. They have got to be smoking the good kush. Well, either way, I'm going to get high. Because if you are dumb enough, Reggie Rose and B.J. Armstrong, to say that Derrick Rose would opt out of his contract last year if they don't improve the team only to come back this year and then say you don't want to go through a rebuilding process you want to win with the team that you have you sound like an idiot y'all be shame your goddamn self that's what you call a contradiction now i know few in the Derrick Rose camp have attended a college or therefore graduated one with a degree 
So I will give you a little PR advice. 101. They record things you say when you are a global superstar. You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. In which that is what Derrick Rose is. Derrick Rose was once recorded saying, and I'm not saying recorded like secretly recorded, he said this in an interview. He won't go out and recruit players. That's not his style. Only to turn around for his brother Reggie to see in a Chicago newspaper that the Bulls need to improve the roster around his brother. Okay. But that's not the worst. Only to turn around again this year after he's out again for the rest of the year with another knee injury to say they don't want to rebuild the team. Derek doesn't want to go through a rebuild. How about Derek Rose does this? How about Derek Rose finish a season before he talks about what he's going to go through in the future? For someone to build something around you, you have to be standing. You have to have a solid foundation if you want to build something. And at this point, it's clear the Chicago Bulls may have built their house on a hill of sand. Because a tide keeps coming and washing the home away. So if I'm the Chicago Bulls, I do not rebuild my team on yet another house of sand. Because when the next tide comes in, you may not be able to recover. So my advice to Reggie Rose and BJ Armstrong, who, by the way, has no other major clients. Hell, BJ Armstrong might not even have another client. My advice to BJ Armstrong and Reggie Rose, the two head figures in the Derrick Rose camp, is this. Shut the fuck up. And I mean that. Say another motherfucking word and this shit is over. Now up next, this is the sort of portion of the show. And on the sort of portion of the show, we kind of get into some things that are offbeat in the sports path, so to speak. I try to keep my fans enlightened on other things outside of the realm of sports. I know sometimes with the rhetoric of cable news, you really can't get any substance out of it. Well, for this particular discussion, substance is not needed. This is for, well, this is from our friends over at the Political Entertainment News Channel, some like to refer to as Fair and Balanced Fox News. Anchor Megan Kelly recently said this. Jesus it was a white man too, but you, you know, it's like we have, he was a historical figure. I mean, that's a verifiable fact. And no, 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 she wasn't done. She also replied by saying this. But it's racist to have a white Santa, you know? And by the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white. Now, for those of you who don't really believe in Jesus or believe in Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy, dinosaurs, 
aliens. I'm going to share something with you. Jesus technically is Middle Eastern. And Santa Claus technically is Irish. Do your history. Know your history, rather. Let me repeat that. Jesus Christ, regardless of what the picture tells you, historic the historical figure Jesus Christ, Megan Kelly spoke of, is Middle Eastern. Okay? I know people's brains will ooze out of their ears if they hear that in certain parts of this country, but it's true. Study the history of St. Nicholas and you will clearly find out that that man is Irish. Also, he is not a real person. So the next time Megan Kelly wants to try try to tell someone what's real and what's not, she has to begin to let people know she is in the political entertainment news, not in the broadcast news. Because in broadcast news, you don't make up facts. You don't create things out of thin air because they're what you believe. To all the people out there listening to this, please know one thing about Fox News. If you can't laugh at it, you probably shouldn't be watching it. I'm your host, John Browner. You have been listening to the Kind of Sort of Sports Podcast. I want to wish all you guys a Merry Christmas. I love you guys for listening. Thank you very much. Until the next time, peace. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Oh, what a day. <laughs> what a moment. <laughs>